Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride the, the Podcast. Podcast. Featuring special guest, R&B singer and songwriter, Mars. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Hi guys, welcome back. Hello. Thank you for coming to an all new episode of Pride the Podcast. Thank you to our friends at Rehab Entertainment for bringing us back to you another week. I am Darrell Anthony. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Ashley Mitchell. And I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. Hi. So What's been cracking? What's been everybody up to? Well, first of all, I need to let all of our listeners know we are all in different locations right now. Ashley has been kidnapped again. She is in Taken Part 4. Uh, (laughs) Her mama got her again. Uh, Brayden is in the life of Chelsea in his apartment. And Adam and I are glued to each other like Tweedledum and Tweedledee. So we're all in different locations. So bear with us, people. I'm on location. I'm reporting live from downtown. (laughs) I am in um, Germany. So Germany? Germany. No. <laughs> she like you almost was because your mama. Ooh. So me and Ashley's mom, just for people out there to know, we have a battle going because she thinks it's funny when she takes Ashley away from New York. So Ashley had to call to let me know, hey friend, I'm gonna be in Texas a little bit longer. And her mom just in that grinning like a demon. Like she thinks it's <laughs> funny. Like, and I'm just sitting there with a that's selfish. It is selfish. I'm like, Ashley needs to be here with us. So what ha- happened? Girl, I don't know. I didn't know my eyes were so messed up. So I flew back here to Texas because they had ordered my contacts one more time. Uh-huh. And they put it on and they were like, no change. Like, it's still like, float. the contact's just floating in your eye. So I'm just like, what is wrong with my right eye? It's janky. So they had to order it again. And basically, I mean, I'm not going to probably explain this right, but like, the contact is supposed to like uh, attach to the center, like the apex of my cornea. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like drooping. And like, when I blink, it like moves. Uh-huh. And so like, that's not ideal. Can you just glue it? I was just, <laughs> just never take it off. Just glue it on. Damn. I was like, well, yeah, you got some duct tape? Just- <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, no, he said if this next order doesn't work, that like maybe basically like the fibers that hold like my like cornea like in place or whatever. I'm probably not saying this right. There's not much like fibers there. So he was like, what they can do is do some kind of LASIK mm-hmm. surgery and that will like freeze everything so that my contact will be able to stay in place. Cause maybe it's not a size issue, but like I think my it's always a size issue. Mm. <laughs> a size issue. Size does matter. <laughs> no, I mean, I hope it. I hope it works out because, I mean, yeah. if not, you're gonna be one blind bat <laughs> running around. Yeah, now. no, literally. Again, he was like, and if that doesn't work, then we have to get into like transplants. He was like, you don't want to do that. I was like, no, I do not want an eye transplant. No, I because... saw that Jessica Alba movie. It doesn't turn out well. There you go. I was gonna say <laughs> you be start seeing ghosts and shit. 
Right. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, don't you? I mean, you need to get back here because you shouldn't be riding around Texas anyway with gas prices the way they are. Have y'all been seeing the gas prices? Like, is mm-hmm. aren't you? Aren't we lucky to not have a car right now? Honestly, I'm so grateful for the bus and for the subway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe it. Well, I think this is even more of a reason that we need to like go electric and push the electric agenda. But I know Republicans can't even spell electric, so right. I saw online today that like I guess there there was like an ice storm or something in in uh, New York, right? Yesterday we had some slush fall from the sky. Yeah, yeah, and like it was like I saw it was like Tesla's like it froze and they weren't people weren't able to get into their cars. Damn. Yeah, they were just like, this is not like snow, ice, cold friendly. Um, yeah. We're still pretty new in the, you know, electric car business. Yeah, for sure. When Mm -hmm. I went to, um, so I was in Mexico recently um, and they have obviously Uber is their big thing there, but their second big thing is called Beat, which is actually Tesla cars. Um, And that's like pretty big for them now. You know, they're a little bit more expensive, but I mean, everything over there for us is, is cheap. Like an Uber is like $2 and a Beat would have been like $10. But like, you know, that's the U.S. Yeah. So, but it's interesting because the beats are like these white cars with like the green strip painted on it that says beat, but it's obviously a Tesla, but like, I think because it's painted like a cab, it's weird, but yeah, they, they have those there and a lot of people get them. That's what they get when they're like trying to take someone out on a date and be fancy or do something like, Oh, I'm trying to impress my friends. Let's grab a beat instead of an Uber. So yeah. It's, so it's, you, didn't ride one. you didn't ride one, right? No, I did not because I was not fancy and no one took me out. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> how, how was your Mexico trip? Are they going to war too? Yeah. No. Okay. So oh my gosh. no, actually I'm glad you asked. Um, so a couple of things. So I actually got to see the site. You remember the indigenous children who were kidnapped and they found the bodies and everything. So I went to the protest for that and actually understood a lot more about that. And it turns out that those kids were actually protesting the police and the um, authority in Mexico. And basically a police officer or a government official switched out with the bus driver that these kids were on to go to a protest site and then took them and killed them. So I actually got to see the site of like, where they are still protesting now for those kids' lives. And then I realized that, you know, American government, every government is fucked up, right? But Mexico really is, they got some things that are are very Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. And as far as smoking weed, the only place you can smoke weed, which I did it, is on the steps of the Senate, basically, because they put a law in place that that is the only place you can legally smoke weed because the Senate is actually involved with the whole narcos and drug trade. And like, they made a rule that that is the only place that you can go into the, like the Senate park technically and smoke, but the police are surrounded the park. So if I was to step off the park and had weed on me, the police can absolutely search me and either arrest me i paid them off which and the minimum payment would have been like 599 mexican pesos which comes out to be like under 30 dollars us um because it's like 20 okay, uh, pesos to, to a dollar yeah mm-hmm. so uh, you're, or telling you're telling me that the only place that you can do drugs is on government soil correct interesting so right now now Here. So now they do say that the only way that they're going to make it federal, like the U.S. has to make it federal first for them to allow weed smoking everywhere. But yeah, I was telling, um, actually when I got back, weed there is still looked at as like 
a very bad drug like how you know we were growing up and people were like oh you own that dope that's so bad like you know mm-hmm. weed has such a net it's still looked at that way there but a lot of money is made through the drug trade as we know like when we see on the news about narcos and things like it's a thing there and i was right in the middle of it grinning so <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing when my brother the next episode of ozark i, I will right. definitely be there when my brother and his and our cousin went just for the shits and giggles they ended up getting in trouble by the cops. I think there was a bar fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they paid off the cops. That, yeah, if you pay like, them off. We cannot stay the night in jail. Like, we have to go home. Because if you get locked up in Mexican jail, um, you will probably be there for a month before there's any type of arraignment. Like, especially if you're a foreigner, because all your documentation has to be shipped over from the US and it's a whole thing. And they just don't fool with you. So they don't even report it. There's been foreigners who've been arrested there before and they don't even report that you're in jail there. For like two to three weeks, which brings us to Brittany Griner. Oh. I took that from you. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw the transition coming, and I got I, my nipples got hard. Yeah, so Brittany Griner is being held in Russia on drug charges because she had um, weed carts cartridges on her on her person. Mm, you know, the news is actually reporting that it actually has more to do with her LGBTQ status as well. I mean, probably. Uh, yeah. Is it illegal to be gay in Russia? Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's yeah, it's not looked upon fondly for sure. Because you remember in season nine of Drag Race when um, Peppermint was telling uh, uh, Sasha about her, yeah, she got held at customs and they were like, pre- she was presenting female and they made her like rip her wig off and we're like, all right, all right, all right, like <clears throat> this is my passport, this is who I really am, you know. They were like. Also, I've been reading and watching on the news that Putin may be using Britney as a pawn in order to um, us loosen the sanctions that we have on Russia in exchange to have her back in the U.S. So it's like all complicated. It's absolutely that's what's happening. I know part of the NFL is speaking out, though. <clears throat> I mean, NFL. Sorry, the NBA is speaking out um, and to go out there and like see what they can do to like get her back but they don't even know where she technically is because last report i saw russia isn't revealing to them where they have her so and she could be gone i was going to actually say bring her right Brittany could not even be alive because it's so heartbreaking but like we don't know we have yeah. no idea <sighs> that is so, so scary y'all remember that movie um broke down palace with claire danes no oh my god she goes on like a trip with her girlfriend to thailand they just go on like a girl's trip and then they meet this guy and you know they're flirting or whatever and then he's like oh can you like hold this bag for me and then it's like full of drugs and then they get caught there and they go through this whole thing and then um claire dane's character ends up in a thailand jail and she actually gets like convicted and it was like yeah it's it's really like anxiety like scary it's a good movie. You should check it out. You know what? Now I'm kind of remembering, like, seeing trailers for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, huh. it's it's very crazy what's going on right now. And, you know, a lot of Russian, um, you know, products and stuff, you know, I've been complaining for days and no one's listening. Anastasia was taken off of Disney Plus because <laughs> now we can't watch that. Nope. No more Once Upon a December. Uh, oh, I love it. And Stoli 
um, which IO from the Depot informed me. So Stoli is not actually a Mexican product, but I mean, I'm sorry, a Russian product, but lots of them. But yes, lots of it because they are affiliated with that. That's why Stoli is no longer going to be a thing here for a while. Well, um, here you can well, always have issues with Stoli, like every other year, whatever. We're calling Stoli. So that what what they're doing is because you know it's the Stoli is just like the the surname like the little like mm. abbreviation it's actually like a long name that's a very it's a russian name Katya Stoli. oh yeah yeah okay <laughs> um well what they're doing is they're rebranding and now they're only simply going by Stoli, and like the creator of it is actually like a russian like what is it Dick no like a dis like he dis distributor dis descent this uh russian descent i'm not of russian descent well i mean okay. yeah he is but he was like <laughs> he's of russian descent i can't think of the word the official word but he was like i denounce it peace out like i don't want to be part of this uh, okay. regime and so he left and yeah so no anyway oh they- shoot breaking news <laughs> coming to you live from chelsea the jesse smollett sentence was just announced Oh, oh, are oh, gonna the be the These are the sentence. Are we gonna be the first to break it? What please let us know. Well, my Wi Fi is real slow right now, so I'm waiting for this CNN article to load. So, uh... <laughs> and it <clears throat> so next week we'll be back with the sentencing, uh, right? Right, one Oh, shoot, shoot. Well, speaking of boycotting Russian vodka, if Texas doesn't get their act together, I may be boycotting Tito's. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Wow. That's a big undertaking. 150 days in county jail. That's a big thing. The five months. In- no. This is county jail? In county jail, yeah. So basically, five. this is for him to pay back all the manpower they put in from the jail system. Yeah, all the like quote unquote wasted. You know, this kiss continues to continues to make me uncomfortable because I feel like there's more to it because if it was as bad as he was, you know, convicted of and all of that, I feel like that they would have made a harsher sentence a long time ago. I feel like this case has just been so inconsistent to me in my opinion. Yeah, there's definitely more to the story, and I can't wait for the tell-all or Netflix special to come out. I'm you know, like the Jesse. Lifetime original movie. I could play Baby Jesse in a movie. Yeah, he's gonna make so much money off of it. Like honestly, just like Anna Sorkin. Did y'all watch Inventing Anna? Yes, I just finished it today. It's insane. Like it's they made wild. hundreds of thousands of dollars of. No, he was crazy. Like, what, like, smart. And it's also, like, she, like, men do this all the time. Right. It also is, like, it just speaks to how fucked up the system is. Like, Mm -hmm. sure, you can do whatever you want. We're not going to check your background. Yeah. As long as, like, um, what did I read? It was, like, if you distract America with, like, shiny objects. Then they'll kind of go over there. Yeah, look over there. (laughs) What happened? Anna? I don't know who Anna Storkin is. Anna um, Delvey. That's Not what Delvey. Anna Dolly. That's what she said her name was, but her real name was Anna Sorokin. Sorokin? Anyway, she said she was a German heiress and she had this like $60 million trust fund that she couldn't have until she was 26. And so she had this whole thing where she wanted to create the Anna Delvey Foundation, which is going to be like a Soho house, but for like 
um, art collectors and just like an exclusive club for blah, 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 blah. Well, she didn't have no trust fund. She didn't have no money. And she just scammed her way all the way. And she almost got that money. And almost like she, it's, it's, it's a really elaborate story of how she does all this stuff. And she is a, a very smart scammer. I read uh, the excerpts from like the one of the girls who was her friend who was like, yeah. she took some vacation and was like, oh shit, my card will work. Can you just charge on your car and I'll send you the money? And then like, she never sent the money. And then yeah. she got flights of people. She was like, yeah. oh, my card. Like, she, she did that. She did that. That's basically Bro, what happened to yeah. And, and they went to like her and her friends, who one of her close friends was an editor at Vanity Fair, which broke her story, blah, blah, blah. They went on a, a vacation to Marrakesh, and, and I was like, oh, shoot, my car, I don't have, blah, blah, blah. And so this bitch was forced to put down her Condé Nast car, and they charged $62,000 to her car. Yeah. She got in so much trouble, obviously. But also, actually, have you watched um, Theranos? The new Theranos thing with uh, uh, with Amanda Seyfried, it's mm -hmm. on Hulu. So that's another scam bullshit. Of mm -hmm. what's her, what's her name? I'm gonna have to, yeah. It's, it's so interesting. And then there's also all these documentary, like not a full length documentary, but like um, episode. Like there's one on HBO Max, and there's like a 2020 special of Anna, and it's just like crazy and she's still in her mind she's just like no everything is true like I was just this close and people are incompetent and you know but like people do it all the men do it all the time like they do they do they do lie all the time now I mean she was trifling she did lie she yeah, yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. and I was surprised to see that she actually roomed for a little bit with the guy who did the fire festival yes they were roommates they were oh so they had a whole yeah. They almost won. They almost won. <laughs> they almost won. And he, the Firefly dude, Firefly Festival, wanted Anna Dalby to invest in Fire Festival. And she's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> she was like, uh, this, is no, this is fucking stupid. Cameron knows a scammer, it seems like. Right. <laughs> uh, absolutely not. That's wild. It's definitely a good watch. Yeah, it is good. The end, she's, um, you know, I was doing some research because actually we sent over some things today about other things to watch uh, surrounding that case. She started planning for a book and a movie that she's going to be in charge of when she gets out. She's like, nah, I'm still right. So it's crazy that in her mind, she's like, nah, what I said, I said, y'all just don't know what y'all talking about. Right, but it's like, but it's a lot. But she didn't have the money. Like, <laughs> like there's, there's proof. And it's just like, if you have millions of dollars, why would you stiff your friend out of $62,000? Right. That's something you ain't got it, it's the, it's the wire transfer. She kept saying, she's like, oh my God, these international banks. Oh <laughs> like, girl, she really tried it. My main priority is ATF. Have you seen the show is on Netflix, Worst Roommate Ever? Dara showed us the other day. I uh, just heard about that today, actually. That shit is insane. I, yeah. And as someone who's experienced the worst roommate ever a few times now, I will say that that situation is really crazy. Like, you people have a voice. Like, it's scary. And then you have someone telling you, like, I'm not leaving your house because guess what? As long as I've had a piece of mail sent to that location, I have spot rights. I'm not going nowhere. You're going to have to fight me to get me out. 
like and, and preying on young women, people who at home, like it was a very difficult story. Crazy. Yeah, I'm so scared of like what my cats are gonna do to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> who they who knows? Like they need to get a job, honestly. Like and honestly, loaders. It's a comedy. I say I know. Um <laughs> Oh hell, I forgot what I was gonna say. But um, yeah, that shit was wild. Um, oh, there needs to be legislation brought up now. Like it's got there's got to be an easier way to get some like to remove someone. Like this antiquated, fill this paper out, wait like three months to hear about your case when you're gonna go to court. Like so much can happen in that amount of time. Like there has to be something. I mean, like, death happens in that time. And that's why you hear about right. these physical altercations that happen and the police do nothing because they say, oh, it's domestic abuse. Y'all figure it out amongst yourselves. You live, you're just having a roommate fight, figure it out. And a lot of times that can result in death. And once you watch uh, the episodes for this the last two, um, let us know. And because feedback will be great. I mean, it's a very interesting situation. It's just like, listen, anybody that still, that you get mail from old roommates, it is best to apparently go to the post office and say, hey, stop dropping this particular mail with this person's name in my place because they still have access to your apartment. Still have access. You would think that if the state of Texas can step in and have say in how parents parents are kids, mm-hmm. that states could step in and have a say in how they're What's going on? What's happening in Texas? I mean... I'm just appalled at the it's fact. Abbott Elementary is what it is. It's Abbott. It's Greg Abbott Elementary. That's exactly what it is. Greg Abbott. I wonder if Abbott Elementary does have like some sort of like. They're like, damn it, we should have named. Well, show. yeah, because uh, yeah, Quentin Brunson named Abbott after uh, just a note for me, after uh, her teacher, Miss Abbott, who like inspired her growing up. Blah blah. But yeah, like I, I wonder if they do because Greg Abbott is reckless. Y'all already know how I feel about Greg Abbott. I do not want to stalk twenty twenty two by calling the name that I call him. You but, did. Uh, like I, did. Ago. I did. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to. Say I did. That. Oh, that was you I did. Said. And you're on a two week break. <sighs> you can put on eggs. Um, I mean, at least I'm not getting canceled like the real. Shoot, another oh, breaking. No, news. not the real. I feel bad because Garcelle was just not getting the real. real. Listen, Adrian Balon Houghton, she was she's now gonna be starring the new season of Raven's Home, portraying the bully Alana, who is now the principal, which you can catch on Disney Plus, which is still up, unlike Anastasia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess we need to refer to it now as the wrong. It is. It's a, you know what? The real has been through so many different casting. I'm surprised that the talk didn't go first, to be honest with you. Because the talk went from yeah. having a show about all women and their point of view, kind of a copycat of the view, to like now they have Jerry O'Connell and um, uh, Akbar, not his last name, he's a football player, they're now head co host, which is fine. You know, I think everyone, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I think it's fine for everyone to have a view, obviously, but um, it does change the whole makeup of the show. And I think the real has been in trouble since they did with the Tamar, so unfortunately. Well, you know what helped out the talk, though, was all that controversy with Sharon Osborne, unfortunately. So that, that upped ratings. Yeah. The real, I mean, the wrong didn't have any controversy. No? Yeah. 
their controversy was early on and they kept trying to reinvent themselves and you know i think it's you know i wish them the best for garcon um but when we come back we are excited to talk to recording artist mars who's going to be opening up for the army townhouse her i cannot wait it's going to be Hi guys, Hi. welcome back. Hi. Hi. So excited to introduce our next guest. They are a R&B star on the rise, a singer, songwriter, and they're going on tour with her. I mean, that's just amazing. So give it up for Mars. Thank you. Thank you. What's up? I love it. I'm great, man. I'm great. I can't even be complaining, man. For real. Amen. (laughs) Awesome. Where are you right now? I'm at my mom's crib right now. I'm at home. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Mars, is your does you are you in the same situation as Ashley being kidnapped by her mom and like held hostage at home? Yeah, she is getting as much as me as she can right now before I go on tour. So she's like, let me soak my baby up and let me spend time. So she got me over here just spending time with it till it's time for me to go for me. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. Well, I can relate. My mom has kidnapped me as well. So I'm in Literally, Texas right now. On the same page, you know. <laughs> At least y'all give me good food, I bet. I bet the food. Yes, girl. every day. Literally. I ain't even gonna complain. I've been smashing. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I love it. I know my parents are trying to fatten me up. <laughs> awesome. Where, so, is, where is home for, for right. you or for your mom? Uh, it's in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to Kentucky. I think yeah. I passed through Kentucky. I I passed, a lot of people pass there when they be going on flights and stuff, but it's pretty lit here. Mm-hmm. Louisville, <laughs> it's lit. Oh, God. To me, it's lit. Oh, God. <laughs> but we're going to have to come there, honestly. And once you finish your tour and everything, you got to show us around Kentucky. Yeah. For sure, I would love to. It'd be it'd be hard. I got a couple places. I I like eating. So if y'all want to go eat, go eat. <laughs> Look Listen, at them. You, you know we like eating. We love to eat. Okay. Speak our language. All we talk about is food. For real? What you said? Oh God, I'm I'm ready to rub. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I love the. I think your your energy already just you're so cool. You're such a cool human being. Like I can feel like, the energy radiating. So again, we're so excited to have you here. So yeah. kind of to jump into it, like tell us how you got started and how you grew up and and know you wanted to be a performer and 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 come to the identity of Mars. Um. Well, I really grew up in the church, so it really wasn't even like I don't know. I feel like I've always just been around music my whole life. So just really being in that atmosphere all the time I was just one of those things where it was it was in my face constantly so there was no running from it you know what I'm saying and I just genuinely love the way that music makes me feel and just being brought up in the church also gospel you know what I'm saying and just understanding my relationship with God or you know what I'm saying just understanding even religion and stuff and really understanding who I am I was just like I'm at the dive in and see what artists I like what artists I don't what artists you know what I'm saying like just really getting to know myself and who I am and that's where I went into like really going into writing and stuff and really, really understanding. Like I used to listen to music and just be like, oh, OK, this is a dope song. But now it's really like, oh, I can relate to this. And oh, it's, I'm really connecting with certain songs and stuff and really just opening myself up to different stuff. So it's been 
in front of me my whole life for real. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that. Uh, my dad is a pastor. I grew up in church. I'm also yeah. a singer. So I yeah. know that that whole journey. And I like to sing secular music. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I definitely relate to that. So yeah. how did you transition from like growing in the church to singing R&B? Um, I ain't gonna lie. It's really my mom. She's been super open-minded about it. Like, I ain't gonna lie. At first, she was like skeptical. She was like, you know, I want a gospel album. Like, my, like, let me, you know, I was telling her, like, let me express who I am first and so, so that I can be able to, you know, when I'm in that certain area of, of growth or whatever, I can be able to deliver in that. But right now it's like, she's being super supportive and understanding. Like I'm, I'm learning who I am. I'm becoming into a young lady and I'm just understanding myself. And so she's like, if this is what you want to talk about, this is what you want to be about. She's like, if you're going to do it, go hard. You know what I'm saying? Don't give it nothing half and just go straight into it. And ever since then, it was kind of like, all right, I'm going to just do my own thing. Like I've always been doing my own thing, but this time, you know, I'm going to put myself first and whatever my feelings is, I'm going to write it down and put it out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very therapeutic. Yeah, that, it I, is. I you know, <laughs> no, I was gonna say, you know, growing up in the church, um, it is very difficult. You know, I, I grew up Baptist. I didn't miss a yeah. Sunday in church. Sometimes a Wednesday, they could put me in now on Tuesday and Thursday. I spent a lot of time in the church. Okay, to to the point where I think that as an adult. And I don't know if you felt this, I kind of resented a church almost only because I felt like I was forced to go so much when I was younger. Um, but growing up in the church, queer was very difficult. And I imagine that could have been difficult for you as well. So when it came to queer identities and everything and you growing up in the church, how did that shape the artist of who you are today? I ain't gonna lie. Like I've, I've always had the type of, I really don't care what people say or think about me for a for because at the end of the day, I'm waking up every day and as long as I'm happy within myself, I feel like I shouldn't be worried about what other people think and say about me. My mom always taught me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to be different, be confident in who I am. And again, if I'm going to put my mind towards it, you know what I'm saying? Like, go for it. I'm not going to be perfect. Life is what it is. But she's always like telling us, you know, she lets us make certain mistakes so that I can, you know, learn and grow and do certain things. But it's really so much as really not even caring what people say about me it's always gonna be and it's, it took me a minute to get to that place where it's like I don't really care what people say because I did get bullied when I was younger but in my head I kind of you know taught myself through it like just personally uplifting myself knowing that everything's gonna be all right because every time I talk to myself everything in front of me is going bad but as I'm keeping a positive mind, I'm seeing everything unfolding and I'm seeing everything coming to light and it's always just light at the light end of the tunnel faith and who I am and not being afraid of who I am and who I'm becoming you know what I'm saying so yeah that's great wow yeah. when you initially came out as queer and like a queer artist especially in the church how mm -hmm. was that received not only by your mom or your family but like the yeah whole how was that um, for you I feel like it was a little bit all over the place like it was I wasn't even like the type to like really like I wasn't open about it, you know what I'm saying? And then mm -hmm. literally, no, no lie, like y'all, I literally, I had came, I hit, I had box braids or something like that. And then like the next Sunday I came and like, I did like a whole undercut and I was like, I'm here, who's gonna <laughs> stop? Like I came in and I walked in the door and everybody's just like, what the heck? And I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, like 
today's the day I'm just like this is me <laughs> and they was like all right and like some people was like eh. other people was like oh my god like they've been waiting for this moment and I'm like okay I'm just going with it all right whatever like I'm like hey I'm happy other people may not agree with it other people may do it is what it is I'm happy I don't care so and my mom and them they're like hey they support me either ways because who, 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 whose life is it? Mine. Like, yeah, I can, right. and it's my life. I, I got to do as I can with it, you know? You know, Mars, something that I think is very interesting that you just said, and, you know, we've talked about this yeah. on previous podcast about people of color and our hairstyles and how mm-hmm. we are judged so much from our hair and what it looks like. And it's so interesting. You're like, you came in one day with box braids and the next day when you had to undercut, it was like, that completely changed your identity or people's perception of you. Do you think that that's still very prevalent, not just in the African-American community, but also in, in queer community. You know, I know a lot of um, like girlfriends I have back home when they change their hair and like I have one, she has like a buzz cut now and she went from long hair to a buzz cut and that completely changed how people looked at her. Do you think that's still prevalent or people have kind of started to wean off of that a bit? Um, I feel like it's a little bit of both because a lot of the time I feel like now like social media kind of like everybody's really leaning towards oh it's it's cool to be different you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. and back now it's like back then it was kind of like eh, she's kind of doing a little too much she doesn't really know what she wants but now it's like sure and we positive we know what we want and we're making a statement about it it is what it is and we literally it's like we have some people that mess with it some people that don't and we have the people that's in the middle and mm-hmm. majority in the middle so it's like fuck it we ball like <laughs> come on <laughs> but well, do what you want like you're not gonna please everybody so might as well just yeah. do what you want right like, go, go either way you're gonna have positive feedback you're gonna have bad feedback but majority of the time it's mostly good feedback you have other people that's there supporting you and loving you as well so i feel like that's what people most people should go off of like yeah you have i think people respond to confidence you know and it seems like you are very secure in who you are which is amazing you know and do you think that is because of like the support with your family that you're able to be so secure in who you are I definitely I feel like it's a huge part of me because it's a lot of people that that don't you know what I'm saying especially with my with my background it's a lot of stuff people that like would have you know shunned me and not want to be a part of anything and it's like I'm super grateful to have people in my in my corner to be so understanding. You know what I'm saying? This this world is beyond crazy right now. I'm just super grateful that I have people that's understanding right now with everything that's going on. And you know, I I, I was actually talking to my grandma. Like she was like just you know talking and like she's super happy of everything that's going on and just witnessing everything. And because at first my grandma was like she's always been the type to be open minded about stuff, but now she's really understanding who her granddaughter is like I'm her first granddaughter so she, me and her we have such a close bond but it's like now that I'm older she's really trying to understand me and who I am and what I'm about and what I stand for so she's like all right I'm I'm on board with whatever you or well, whatever you want and I'm like I right, like let's get it like it's just a really, it's really dope <laughs> Grand, grandparents is. are the best. That's how me and my grandma are. Like she'll call me and be like, "What boy yeah. you? What boy you talking to?" And I'm like, "Nobody, yeah. granted. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed." Um, that is so special, and I I think that we, um, 
Mars, we realize how special that is coming from yeah. people who have such a church background, uh, you know, yeah. especially coming from like the South or different parts of the world that, you know, middle America that they might understand that. So I think it's very, very important to, to highlight that, that there are people out there they love. And, you know, recently um, in the first segment, we were talking about, um, you know, the don't say gay bill. We were talking about that and, and yeah. what's kind of going on in the world. And like, I don't know, like, what do you say to the youth out there who are not able to express their queerness or, or talk mm-hmm. about who they are? Um, I ain't gonna lie, that's like a super hard question for me because it's like I struggled with that. But the way that I cope with it is really more so as in, you know, finding my people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like try to put okay. myself out there, you know what I'm saying? And just go for it and just really be open to understanding that you're not alone and there's other people just like you just in different forms different ways you know what I'm saying and don't think that you're alone because you're you're honestly not like it's a billion people in the world you really think that there's not one person that doesn't like the same thing that you don't like come on now like it's too it's too many opinions out here to be stuck in the zone like it's okay to think different be different be who you are you know what I'm saying somebody out there is gonna relate to you and feel you you know what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. that's what Heard. Um, you mentioned earlier the the possibility of people shunning you when you came out. Do you ever felt like God shunned you at all? And do you still have a relationship with the Christian faith or with God or a higher power or like a spiritual practice? Listen, I definitely do. Like I ain't gonna lie. Like I I feel like I'm kind of like I'm not super spiritual, but I'm. I'm learning, you know what I'm saying? And I'm taking what I can and what I'm doing with my daily life and making sure that I'm living my life the best ability that I know how, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like Mm -hmm. I do have a relationship with God, but I don't necessarily like put a name on it. I believe that there's a higher power, but I don't think that there's a specific name or specific thing that it is, but it's like, I believe in manifesting. I believe in the universe working in our favor, you know, going without faith, without works is dead. Literally. Like I believe in energy and all that, but I definitely say it's one of those things where I'm still just learning. Like it's a lot to take in and a lot to dissect and research and understand. But what I do understand and what I do, you know, like I'm, I'm at a place where I'm at peace with myself. Like I have understanding with everything that I'm, that I'm dealing with in my life. I'm not worried to be living for nobody else, but myself, you know what I'm saying? I'm putting in other people's shoes, but then also put, putting it in my own perspective because I'm still growing as a young adult. So I just try to take it day by day. You know, I'm gonna make mistakes every day and live it how it is and keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's perfect. This world is gonna get even crazier. So it is what it is. Honestly though. <laughs> literally like second by second. Like honestly, I'm tired of living in this time. I don't know how you feel, Mars, but I feel like we're living in a time where every day it's like, oh my God, we're the first in our lifetime to experience this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but like I'm tired, like right. from a pandemic. Now we're in the middle of a war and we're just like, just chilling. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to enjoy my 20s, dude. Like I can't even travel the world right now because so much stuff is going on. And it's like, I really don't even know what to say about that. Cause it's just like, what can, what can I do is, or I guess what, what can I do while all this is going on is really just being able to you know use my platform to help other people stay out of that mind state and out of fear i feel like people right now they the social media they everybody's feeding off fear and it's like we have to kind of like control that you know what i'm saying we have the power 
to be able to do that why not take control of that and like use use the fear and turn it into something else you know what i'm saying so it's like with that shit it's like chill like we shouldn't even be worried about none of nothing nothing but world peace right now and that's really what i feel like it it is i mean i feel like we need a um you know for years they've talked about you know black people we had the green book you know making sure yeah. places that we could travel to that was safe but then you know recently <laughs> i went to mexico and it was just like oh am i safe here and i was talking to people there and they were like as long as you're in zona rosa which for those who don't know it's like typically the gay neighborhood and they're like outside uh-huh. of here you could be gay bash you could be that could happen yeah. and it's just like so like now i gotta make sure let me get this right that yeah. i'm vaccinated yeah. i'm hiding my blackness and hiding my gayness. So I'm having to play three roles at once, but still trying to exist and have fun. And it's like, you don't realize how many parts of the world are like that. Like, they're like, yo, yeah. you can come here, but if you step outside of this, you could either be bashed cause you're black, bashed cause you're gay, are shunned because of, you know, that you either got the vaccine in my case or like that you didn't. Like, it's, it's very, very, very scary right now. And a lot of people are on edge about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That- agree with that it's it's too much it's one of those things where i'm like i'm i'm being able to be used wherever i can wherever wherever i can be put at that's like i'm there because yeah. i feel like it's i'm i'm the type of person I, I i think i think logical but also i think kind of in fear also because i'm i'm an overthinker so when i think about all this stuff it's just kind of like i'm really like what about the children that's being brought into this world like mm-hmm. I, i'm mm-hmm. like I'm so like, you know, all my, it's over my head at this point. Like, it's just like, I'm just, I just want to be able to release music that, you know, speaks to them and helps uplift them and empowers them in the future, mm-hmm. you know, and as yeah. far as he- mental health and stuff. Cause I feel like mental health is huge right now too. in our generation, like it's a lot of stuff that our generation don't want to talk about and they scared to. And it's like, I hate that for us. You know what I'm saying? It sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> Well, you mentioned earlier that you didn't know how to deal with this, like in your twenties. Um, yeah. The same space you your thirties, okay? It, it, <laughs> it ain't it ain't much better. <laughs> Still trying to figure it out. No, it's, no, things aren't gonna get better. I'm so sorry to tell you. Welcome to Pride the Podcast. We let you know it's not gonna right. get better. It doesn't get better. It's still <laughs> rough. It's still very rough. Well, Mike, I want to talk ahead, about like music. How did so? I know that Timberland reached out to you. How was that experience with the legendary Timberland? I love him so much, and I yeah, love the love collaboration her. that you guys did. So, how did that come about, and how did it feel when you were like, "Is this Timberland reaching out to me?" Yeah, man. Like, I ain't gonna lie, that blows my mind to this day. Like, I remember I was sitting inside of my room, and I was I usually like did freestyles and stuff. I go home after school, after track practice, I go home to my dad's house. I put on YouTube and I just start finding beats and stuff and I just be writing and stuff to it or whatever. And this one day I had wrote a freestyle. I think it was like a Janae Echo beat. Uh, yes. The, yes. The, something like that. And, you know, I, I posted that or whatever. And I didn't really post on Instagram like that because I didn't really know how to work Instagram and stuff. But I had posted it one day and all of a sudden I started getting notifications on my phone. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? You know, I'm looking on Instagram and then I see Timbaland DM me. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> up I'm like hold up like I started screaming at him I was like bro like I, I can't even see my eyes right now so I start going on his Instagram I'm like, you know I'm, I'm insta uh in- investigating or whatever I'm like yo okay this looks like his page but you know I look at the DM and he's like 
yo, your pick game strong. You crazy. You got to work ASAP. And I'm like, I, this cannot be him. Like, I'm like, nah, this is not him. I texted him back and I was like, yo, this is an honor. Such a great person for me. I, I looked up to you and stuff. And he was like, I'm going to fly you out. And I was like, shit, I'm ready to work with Neville. Like, <laughs> Timberland flew you out. No, Timbaland beats are everything. Yeah, like, no, they really are. I don't know how he does it, but his beats. I mean, uh, to me, that's when Empire went downhill. We were talking about we were, we were talking about Jesse Smollett earlier, but that's when Empire went downhill for me because Timbaland <laughs> came in with those beats. Bruh, he's literally a freaking icon. Like, bro, he yeah. like Elliot, like quit playing. Like her whole Aaliyah's whole kind of amazing to me you know what i'm saying just like he's such an icon brandy's aphrodisiac album i cannot like bruh, he'd be wilding out bruh, for no reason bro listen we was just talking about me and my me and my sister days was just talking about her and brandy's album i was like bro like quit they, they need to put some respect on Timbaland's name for real like absolutely he gets all the respect all the no, respect for real, like for real like when we was in the studio like he was playing beats and stuff like it was like four four other producers in there and we was all playing beats and he was like, you messing with that? I was like, hell yeah. Like he was playing some crazy. <laughs> I was like, I would, I would be freaking out. I would yeah, be I was freaking like, out. <laughs> I was just kind of like, the, the energy in the room was just crazy. And he, for me, so he, so I feel like, I don't know, it's kind of like weird how he did it. Like he was playing a beat and I was like mumbling some stuff and then he was like, yo, you rap? And I was like, no, like, don't put me on spot like that. Like, it's ain't the time to be doing all that. Like, no, I don't know how to rap. Don't do that. He was like, you should go see if you can lay that down. And I'm like, and this is what I'm talking about is, uh, the song Cleopatra. And I was like, I don't know if I can rap on it or whatever. He was like, ah, just go try it. So, you know, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go try it. And I went in there and I, you know, I laid it down. I came back out of the studio and everybody's like, and you said you couldn't rap. Why are you talking all this big stuff? Like, <laughs> embarrassing like it's embarrassing but he kind of pushed that out of me and I was just like but this is a super like mind-blowing experience you know what I'm saying like he brought me out of my artistry he brought me to a different zone so I was just like I could put my mind to anything if I could rap and I and I don't even know how to rap like this is crazy I was like <laughs> and I was hearing it back for the first time I was like bro this is me he was like yeah I was like this is crazy bro I was like this is insane <laughs> he brings that like he and so, and so many yeah, artists has talked about how he brings that yeah. out of them like he simply transcends someone's sound like he will take yeah. them from one sound yeah. and then you're like I'm no Timbaland like he like all his beats. We went to a Timbaland party here in New York like yeah, a few oh, years ago. It was and epic. I almost passed out, threw up, and pissed all over the floor. <laughs> no, it was he, it was so, he played everything, and I was just like, I know Timbaland better stop. <laughs> he was like, oh no. Like, going in, it's so good. It's oh, so God. good. He's an icon for sure. He's crazy. Wow. <sighs> And it's like before we before we let you go, can yeah. you just let our listeners know like where did you come up with the name? Yeah, Morris? I'm dead. Oh my god, there's just so many funny stories, bro. <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna lie, y'all. In high school, my my name was gonna be me and Moo was talking about. All right, so one day was talking to me. He was having a meeting or whatever. He was like, "So, uh, what's your stage name gonna be?" And I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "I didn't even know." I was like, so my Instagram name was Poppy Mars. I don't know why, okay? Like, I don't know. It was just, 
It was, I don't know. I thought it was like different and crazy. It was Poppy Mars and I spelled it P-V-P-I-I-M-A-R-S-S-S. Like it was insane. And he was like, yeah, we got to change that. I was like, yeah. I was like, now that I'm saying it out loud, this is not it. He was like, uh, you know, I was like, I like the name Mars. I was like, ooh, I like the name Mars too. And he's like, all right, so let's change the S's to Z's. And I was like, that's sick. So we came up with the name Mars and I'm into astrology and stuff. So in my head, I was kind of putting it in there. Like, I was like, all right. So since I like, you know, astrology, the planet is, the planet Mars is red. And I feel like I kind of represented myself. I feel like I'm on fire. Like I'm a girl on fire. Like Alicia mm-hmm. Keys. Girl yeah. I love that song. Are you an Aries? I was like, I'm, yeah, what's I'm, your sign? I got to guess it because on God, everybody always gets it wrong. And I'm like, uh, I don't know why I give off those vibes. But are you I'm a cancer? Like, no, but I love cancers though. I Thank love you. Cancer. I'm a cancer. I just wanted you to tell me you are like you. Me. Are you a Scorpio? No, but my list is a Scorpio and I okay. love Scorpio. I was like, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> I love Scorpios. Okay, let's I'm, see. It's, 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 it's the, the sign is not necessarily who you present. That's more of your like, your rising sign. So you're giving me oh, rising, so, okay. rising <laughs> sign of an Aries. No, okay, I like Aries too, but I'm gonna say I'm a Sagittarius. Ah, uh, uh, I knew it. Your rising sign is your rising in your mood. Yeah, um, I'm a Sagittarius sun, an Aquarius moon, and a Virgo rising. A Virgo rising. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so you know, you know how to get shit done. Okay. Yeah, literally, like my Sag and my rising be like. I'm so indecisive. My Sag is like, hell yeah. And then the Virgos in me like, no, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And then Aquarius Moon is like, what you want? Balance, I don't know. It's just so much. <laughs> my life is crazy. Like, it's all over the place, literally. <laughs> I, hear you. I, hear you. I love that. <laughs> it has to. <sighs> before we go mars i definitely want to ask about the her tour it's like you went from timberland to her so it's just like you just (laughs) keep popping and keep going like how did that come about and like yeah because i want to be at that tour okay (laughs) here here i appreciate it um ain't gonna lie when i got the news that i was going on tour i was asleep and um (laughs) i was knocked out and then like my phone kept buzzing off and i was like you know, I'm like, yo, like, I, this is a personal day. Like, what are we doing? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like <"What?"> <laughs> no, that's right. Indeed. <laughs> like, I take days off off social media and stuff, and it was like one of my detox days. But I'm like, all right, it must be an emergency. And I look on Instagram, and I'm like, Wu had texted me, and I'm like, I'm rereading. I'm like, huh? I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, he calls me. He's like, yo, you see the news? And I'm like, oh. I just started screaming. I went to go. I, I got in the car and I went to go drive all the way up the street. And I went to go tell my dad. I was like, "Dad, I was like, I'm going on tour with her." He was like, "Let's fucking go!" Like I was talking <laughs> last year. I was like, "I want to go on tour." Like I was like, "My dream tour would be her, Janaco, Erica Badu." And I was like, "Bro, this is literally blowing my mind." I I had uh-huh. no I busting out crying. Like I was like. But this is about to be insane. I said, I'm so freaking excited to be performing. Like, this is my first tour, first off. Like, I've never even been on tour before. So I know this experience is about to be insane. But I just love performing. So just being in front of a 
so many people and they get to hear me sing and just hear my stories like bro this is about to be a dream come true for sure i'm like yeah like let's get it let's yeah baby let's talk go. about manifestation yeah, right. yeah like yeah. i've been managing like a mug so i'm like <laughs> we, need, we need some of that manifestation juice because like right. you also performed at the bet soul yeah. train awards like oh you have God. really been killing it like i feel like all of your dreams are like really coming true and like it's so amazing to see an artist mm -hmm. who like I mean, Timbaland, her, BET Soul Train Awards, and now this entire podcast. I can't. You're blowing up. Right. podcast, right. Right. And, and, this. <laughs> and we topped it at the end. I love it. Right. <laughs> oh. Wait, first time topping. You have to promise, like, when you, like, get super famous, like, Beyonce level, that you'll always come back and have chats with us. I definitely would love to. That would be, that would be, y'all, y'all got that for me for sure. I'm gonna make sure I come back. Oh, yes. okay. We love that. And definitely we can't wait to check you out on tour. We would love to come see you. Um, Cause I know it's gonna fucking be amazing, but listen, tell everyone where they can check you out and where they can go and see uh, where the upcoming tour dates are. For sure. Y'all can hit me on Instagram at M-A-R-Z-Z underscore. And also on TikTok and Twitter and Snapchat at Mars. And the uh, the link for the tickets is in my bio on Instagram for the hair tour. Make sure y'all click that and y'all get y'all tickets so we can show out and have an amazing time, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mars, it's been an absolute pleasure. We love you. Congratulations on everything that you're doing. And come back to visit us soon. We can't yes. wait to talk to you after the tour to get all the tour gossip yeah. of everything that happened on the tour because I'm sure it's going to be fun. Hey, oh, God. I'm going to have to do work. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Mars, so Thank much. Thank you so much, Mars. The best of luck to you. Break the leg. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, guys. Hi, and welcome Bye. back. Hi. You guys, that was such a great conversation with Mars. Oh, Mars is so cool. Love them. Um, you know what I'm still tripping on, though, is what we were talking about earlier, Abbott Elementary. Uh-huh. I, I just cannot. And I know we're all from Texas, so it, like, really hits home for us. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, our neighboring state, Florida, with the whole don't, gay, don't say gay shit that's happening, too. Like, what are we going to do with Texas and Florida? Can they all just, like, annex out of the U.S.? And while they're at it, they can take out Iowa, too. And Georgia, get they Georgia. just drafted a bill, the don't say gay bill. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know where they think this is going to go. Like, this isn't going to end well. No, like, it's not. People are tired of this, this narrative and this, like, suppression. Like, it's not, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, just, just let it go. Let the mouse go. I just read something on CNN that these dudes got together and spent $250,000 and bought an island um, like around the Bahamas, I think it was. So like, what if we pull our money together and get $10, because that's all we can get. Right. And like buy, I don't know, like a speck of dust somewhere not in America. And let's just go. Let's get out of here. Well, everybody got to have a passport for that. Maybe we can get Anna Delvey to give us some money. She can wire us some money. Anna Delvey. Anna she Delvey. might can. She might can definitely. Say, I mean, listen, I think it's um, it's very scary um, for youth there. And I was speaking to a youth who's a friend of um, 
like from mine back home and her name is Gwen and she's in high school now and dealing with you know she transitioned uh from male to female she's been dealing with you know that kind of hatred and stuff and I can't imagine you know we are older and I'm not saying that it doesn't affect us the whole don't say gay and all that but we're talking about children right now and we're talking about children whose lives are being affected I mean the bill in Florida is up until what third grade you can't talk to them about sexual orientation or things like that I mean listen Mm -hmm. I was in kindergarten climbing in a little boy's tent so I knew I like boys and so right but you didn't have someone that was like teaching you about that like talking because right. i didn't i mean i i didn't i, I didn't in junior high or high school honestly did we though because here's the thing people might not have been talking to us about it but people were definitely calling me gay and sissy and things like that that encouraged me to like try to learn more about that from when i was that age like i was told like don't be gay because that means you like little boys and like, like I, I understood what gay meant because mm-hmm. there were so many adults who wouldn't let me forget like me walking down the hall and adult people snickering at me because of the way I was walking or the way I was talking or the fact that I love the pink power to still do shout out Kimberly and it's 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 upsetting because I think that adults you know usually they turn into bullies. They are the bullies of the kids and we're seeing it happen all over again through people trying to put in laws and legislation to do so. I think this just, again, proves how stupid Republicans are. Like, I can't get over it. Like, it's like the overbearing parent. You tell a kid no to not do something. What the fuck are they going to do? They're going to do it. So, like, if if they're wanting people to not say gay, guess what everybody's about to fucking say? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, do you not understand, like, how the world works like the more repercussions you put on someone the more that they're going to want to act out so like i, I don't i just don't get republicans mindset like what are they where are they coming from like how like they shouldn't even be allowed to be in office they're so stupid i don't understand i don't understand sorry <laughs> yeah no I, I feel that they are stupid um Marjorie Taylor Greene, did y'all see a couple weeks ago when they were up shouting and... Yes, those hyenas. Sit the fuck down. (laughs) They're so Mm -hmm. dumb. Like, they don't understand how dumb they look and how dumb they are. And it's just like, I don't get it. What's her name? Lauren? Lauren Lauren Bobart. Yeah. She doesn't even deserve to have a name. You know what? Don't say Don't say Lauren Bobart. How about that? Right. (laughs) Don't say they stupid names. Um... You know, but, you know, there are still people out there that are fighting for what's right and trying to stand up for what's right. Uh, recently, Fort Lauderdale Police Chief Larry Scarotto, um, he was fired for exclusively hiring candidates of color and candidates of different sexual orientations and candidates of different religions. And, you know, he said, if that's the hill that I'm going to have to die on, I'm happy to die on that hill. He said, but before I came into power people who were different sexual orientations, different race, they were not considered for the job because all people did was hold that against them. So he wanted to clear the airways and say, you know what, I'm going to look for specifically that. Which, you know, we've actually seen happen even in the entertainment world where people say, you know what, we need to hire people of color. We need to hire people with disabilities. We need to hire people that are gay, transgender, bisexual. Like that's been happening for a while. So I think the police union was very shocked to see that happen. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Should he have been fired? Um, Or do you hope he gets hired somewhere else? I mean, who's to tell, you know? I mean, America is kind of split on these issues of diversity and inclusion, as we've seen in the past, like, six years or so it's just like there are a lot of people out there who like really don't get it and really don't see the um the benefits of 
inclusivity and you know diversity they just think it's stupid and it's like made up and that like the world is already diverse but it's like it's not I mean it is but like the opportunities aren't there like it's not an equal playing field so I mean it's kind of like a guessing game it's like it could be in his favor and he could start thriving from now or it's just like this is it yeah yeah i don't know the only thing i know about fort lauderdale is that fort lauderdale fails so <laughs> if that, if that's that says part of fort lauderdale well adam that's okay. a different website <laughs> that's a different topic yeah i mean listen i i completely agree with y'all on that i think though uh, something that I've heard recently about two people that are pretty well known that it doesn't matter how wit, how rich, how famous you are, you're still black at the end of the day. A recent article came out, um, you know, defending um, Ryan Coogler because he actually went to Bank of America and he was arrested. This happened in January, I believe, and he had a face mask on. And then the teller says that he had a mask on and she said, well, there's no COVID here in Atlanta. This was in January, by the way. And she's like, well, there's no COVID here. So I don't know why he had a mask on. And he was actually detained by police for a little moment uh, because of that, because she said she was freaked out and, and scared. And then most recently, Zoe Kravitz has also spoken out and said that she actually was trying to go in for the role of Catwoman in the Christopher Nolan Batman The Dark Knight Rises and she was told that she was too urban for the role so they wanted to cast someone that would be more likable to everyone as opposed to casting her. Too urban it's Gotham that is an urban city. (laughs) I I mean she had the last laugh she ended up being Catwoman in the new uh, The Batman of Robert Pattinson definitely check it out but it's just crazy hearing these stories she said and you know Zoe said she said it doesn't matter that I have famous parents famous step parent that I'm rich that I've been she said at the end of the day they saw the color of my skin they said you are too urban Christopher Nolan does not want to see you for this role and that's wild because she's very like white passing to me like she's very light complected like I think it's the tattoos I think no I think it's that's what's the nose ring like she has a lot of um, I feel that way about like Meghan Markle like I feel like Meghan Markle is very white passing but that whole controversy is just like it doesn't matter that America really lives by the one drop rule like (laughs) and they're not even one drop they're half but it's just like but really it's like if you have one drop of black in you you black yeah that's wild it doesn't matter your skin tone and I mean like you guys tell me if from like a black perspective, don't sometimes people that are like half or mixed or whatever, not always accepted fully by the black community if they're half, like absolutely, how hard, absolutely. How hard would it be to be mixed? I mean, a lot of, that's why a lot of biracial people have a lot of identity issues and just a lot of like psychological issues because it's like, I'm too white for black people. I'm too black for white people. So it's like, so where do I fit in? And, um, I know me personally, even though I'm not like half like biracial because of where I grew up and like my mom is mixed and like my hair is a different texture. Like I would always get questions of like, what are you? And because of the way that I speak, people would be like, oh, you sound like a white girl. So even though I'm not like fully biracial, like I I identify a lot with like the issues because I've been made fun of for my voice, the way I speak and Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I get a lot of questions like even like now I'm on tinder and people are like so what are you and I'm yeah. like what? <laughs> yeah I mean do you want me to break it down or like how far back do you want to go like 2,000 years ago like 
Brayden, remember when your, when your friend was that uh, <laughs> outlaw? I was just thinking that, yeah. That literally... <laughs> human? Human? <laughs> what are you? Human? He's, he's straight, and he went to the gay club with us, and someone, like, walked up to him, and I guess they were trying to hit on him or whatever, and they were like, so, what are you? And Dustin said, human? <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. That that was a joke. Dustin. That, yeah, was, his that was his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, my grandfather on my dad's side um, was half white. And so like my dad, when I was younger, I actually used to be lighter skin. Um, and I had issues for a few years, like dealing with like my skin tone. I mean, I got in the sun because clearly mm-hmm. I am a chocolate drop now. But in the past when I was a little, little wee baby, I was a little lighter skin. And so like there were things that were said to me and then, you know, skin tone out of the way, like Ashley was just saying, I akin to you a bit, like the way we talk or like the, how smart we were, like being on the honor roll, like even being on the honor roll, I would have other black kids say to me, they were like, Ooh, you're just sucking up to these white people. I'm like, what? I'm just trying to get my grades. So my mama don't beat my ass. <laughs> like, I'm just- <laughs> I'm trying to keep it simple, but I mean, for them, they saw it as like a, well, you're not seen as us because a lot of the, in my school, a lot of the black kids were in ISS, which for those who don't know, in school suspension, um, they were suspended completely out of school. They were in detention all the time. They were seen as the problem kids. And a lot of those happened to be the urban kids or black kids or Hispanic kids. And I was never one of those kids, really. I mean, I would get in trouble for talking too much and didn't have to like stay in from lunch five extra minutes or something dumb. Like never, no, you know, suspended in kind of situation. There was one time I had to go to ISS and I do want to tell the story. It was very interesting because I just kept talking and doing something. And I think we all decided to skip school one day. We all got put in ISS, but I was put in there and they had these walls around you, but you couldn't see no one else in the room. And then when they brought your lunch, they put it through a little slot, like you were in jail. And the, I remember it was Burger Friday and I didn't get no condiments. They were like, you don't get no condiments. You don't get no juice. You get milk, a dry ass burger and a bag of chips. You don't even get the French fries. And I was just like, what? And so it was like my first feeling of like, now that I realize it later on in life, it was jail. They tried to give us a feeling of jail for no, and I remember leaving there at 3 p.m. that day being like, oh, my God, the air I can see. like, And people hadn't seen me all day. They didn't even see my outfit. Like, I was in prison for a day. And, like, it, it, I think it's something that definitely has to change within schools. And, I mean, it's not surprising that it happened in Texas. So, you know. Oh, man. Texas is really tripping. They really are. They really are some really other shit. Tripping. And it's like, I love Texas. I know we all love Texas. And, and it's yeah, don't, don't leave me in with that. I don't love Texas. In some way, you do, but I, I do not. <laughs> I do not. Well, it, it definitely it makes you feel like, like cover your head, embarrassed. Like I'm not from Texas. Texas, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> like, right. But don't y'all feel like everybody's trying to like censor the gay right now? Like, I mean, Disney, who is supporting the don't say gay bill or was, they were, but they're not now. But then they were like, well, we're still going to give money. But then they were not again. Like, it's just, I don't know. And and now they're going to be censoring like same sex innuendos and Disney and Pixar films, which I feel like I feel like when I saw the article about this, there was a picture of Luca. (laughs) Like, I feel like that was a picture of Luca. Or that like centaur in um, uh, Onward. Oh, yeah. So I'm really upset about this because, I mean, I know you all are too because we all love Disney, okay? 
Mm -hmm. I, if I have to stop drinking Stoli vodka, I think I have to stop watching Disney, which Mm -hmm. sucks because I love the view. So I don't know what to do. I'm really, I'm really conflicted. I mean, they have their hands in everything. I know, I don't know what to do. Stop watching, like, we'd have to stop watching Marvel. Like, we'd have to stop watching, like, like we're probably gonna have to like I should like close this computer and like get off this Zoom podcast because I'm sure they own something to do with it. I mean, Ashley, <laughs> you and I would have to stop working for ABC on General Hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, like you have to you. I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult to navigate because you don't want to support a company that's problematic. But honestly, all the companies are problematic. Like you, it, you would have to be like basically Amish or something to avoid problematic companies and they're probably problematic too because i was gonna say this is the same thing like chick-fil-a happened when we all found out that they were donating i still ate chick-fil-a yeah amazon like you know i love amazon but like they're problematic as hell yeah i ordered from amazon just yesterday (laughs) me too (laughs) like i i mean like the only thing i can't like how can you argue with that like get out of here you it's have too to. <laughs> I just, I mean, the only thing I haven't done, like I was like Chick-fil-A, I just have because I honestly feel like it's so far out of my body that like I don't even want it, even though I know that lemonade and fries, I know everything tastes good. But I honestly, from the moment I found out about Chick-fil-A and then happened to drop all my food when I was walking down the street, and that was God telling me, get this shit out of your hands. <laughs> also, the recipes are online. Like, just make it yourself. It's really not that hard. That's exactly so. what I was saying. So, <laughs> so I- chicken, skinless chicken and pickle juice overnight, and then fry that shit. Yeah. You can yeah. put it in the air fryer. And yeah. you, know, you got to the meal. So we might have to make that. Go ahead, sis. Why me? Because you're the chef now, right? I'm the chef. Mm-hmm. All, yeah. Chef Bitch, I'm a short order cook. I ain't no chef. <laughs> I, I can do a little one, two step. I can't do that. Jarrell's the runner. Jarrell just is the runner. He's not the chef. Wow. Run, run into the kitchen to make my plate to go sit the fuck down and eat it. <laughs> I tell you what. No, it's been um, it's been very interesting. But I am, sc- I will say, I am scared for the youth of today. To be honest, guys, like w- we try to make light and you know put a joke in where we can. But I can't imagine what it would be to be a child right now, growing up and being gay. I mean, we already dealt with trying to hide our identities growing up and trying to like. I felt like I was already living two lives. Like I'd come home and I'd still be Darrell, but at school I would be like, I'm gay, okay. And at home, you know, I wasn't really doing that, you know, and I, I feel like we already had to live those two lives. And right now I can't imagine what kids are having to go through, like that they could actually get in trouble for being gay. Like, ki- ki- like going to school was my safe haven to say I was gay and kind of be myself. And now in Florida with the rule is if they suspect that a child is gay or a child tells them they're gay, they have to tell the parent, which could result in child abuse could result in homelessness because we know the lgbtq community has a large homeless population mm-hmm. especially when their children being displaced put in orphanage it, it, it could just really like it's just gonna do yeah do more damage than good yeah, yeah. again i'm like this is not gonna end well no like i don't know what they think the end result is gonna be like it's been proven time and time again like homosexuality exists people are gay or or under the, the beginning of time like i cannot 
like queer people exist and like you cannot change people like what do you think the gladiators did after they were done training they fucked each other you okay. better watch Spartacus because that show was rolling around on Spartacus, baby. Yeah, they were. That 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 show was hot, and you can also see Spartacus actor Dan Figurell weekdays on NBC playing EJ Demira. So it's great that I've seen his dick on Spartacus enter a boy, and now seeing him on a soap, being like, "Ooh, know what you look like." Nice. Wow. Did y'all cool. watch the um, Euphoria finale? I did. I did. I did. Um. Okay, I must say something controversial. Okay. Yet brave. So, from a writing standpoint, this was a not this was not a well written season. It was all over the place. Yeah. It was very disjointed. It was more written for shock value than anything. However, the actors played the hell out of it. The director of photography directed the shit out of it. Had some really amazing shots. Made you very interested. Episode five, where Ruby Bennett. Uh, portrayed by Zendaya, ran all over town, just let everybody shit out, was a masterpiece in acting. But was yeah. the script disjointed? Did they really change some trajectory of the... And I think the problem was, is that there was so long between season one and season two, obviously COVID, you know, we couldn't help that, that like, they expected us to just know that characters had changed without telling us that they had changed. Like, we went from rooting for Cat who played by Barry Fiera in season one to barely her being a background character in season two. It yeah. just felt like a disrespect to the character. So that's my opinion on the show as a whole. I'll still watch it, but the writing could definitely be better. And as we know, HBO has issued a statement. I have a legal note. HBO has issued a statement that there was no behind the scene drama with Sam Levinson, who's the creative director and writer of the show. There's been multiple reports that a lot of actors were uncomfortable with the sex scenes, the nudity, as well as um, a couple of characters and actors walking off set due to the uncomfortableness with their storylines. HBO has declined that there was any such issue and said it was a peaceful season. <laughs> I will say that I miss the cinematography from the first season. You know, the first season was a lot more, it felt like an exclusive nightclub. That's what people said about Pride season one. <laughs> Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. well um cool yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> yikes i miss the cinematography from season one i mean i get like you know keeping us on our toes and maybe that's like the overall like theme of euphoria like each season will be shot differently and have a different feel and vibe to it, which is cool, but I, I definitely vibed more with the first season. And I mean, it seems like they were a little more centered, but I definitely think it was a, a fun watch. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the play, the musical that she put on, uh, Lizzie, that was her name, right? Uh, Lexi. Lexi, woo, uh, was hilarious. It was great. Especially the, I need a hero. Yes. <laughs> well, do y'all think, I actually, actually, I want to bring this to you, that you brought this up. There's been um, word out there about Glad has gotten involved. Um, a lot of people are thinking that it actually, the character of Nate was right, that it was homophobic. Do you think that even though Nate was evil and had to actually had, do y'all believe that it was homophobic and that it outed him in a way? Wait, is he really gay? Well, like the character, the character of Nate is questionable at best, but he's like watching porn, right? Like, right. He's watched porn and like he's been with Jules, who is trans and he's been fixated on her genital. It's that. So, yeah. yeah so Nate, um, 
the, one of the comments he made, he was just like, oh, that was homophobic as fuck, that, what she just did, which is why he told Cassie, get your shit and get out. So mm-hmm. glad and all of the, you know, LGBTQ organizations have came out and they're like, eh, it was a little touchy. So do you think that was as homophobic or do you think that was, you know? I think it depends on the goal of the show, which I don't think the goal of the show is to be homophobic. I think they portrayed that situation as to how it might play out in real life. Yeah. What are you saying it was homophobic to like essentially out him to the public? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Lexi didn't have any um yeah, how did like, knowledge that? Of, of that, you know? You know what I'm saying? So she wasn't trying to out him. She was just like her perspective is just like I feel like it's like you come off homophobic, but really like everybody looks at y'all like y'all are kind of gay. I, <laughs> I agree like, with that. Homophobic, there's all there's like always an underlying issue with oneself. Being, right. You hear that, Ron Santos? Um, no, I, I don't even get me started. I can't. <laughs> no, I but I actually agree with y'all on that. I think though, um, and this is where I think the writing was a little bit messy. So I'm reading these interviews from Sam Levinson, and he's like, Lexi has always been the character that has watched everything, and she's heard the rumors about Nate being gay and blah, blah, and it's like, but we didn't see that. So I really do hate right. sometimes when writers and stuff come forward and say, yeah, but this is what I meant. I understand what you meant, mm-hmm. but sometimes people need to see a few things. People need to understand a few things a little bit better. And I don't feel like that that was carefully portrayed that that's what they were trying to say. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I, you know, and like Maddie should be, in my opinion, still traumatized. Nate put a gun to her head, like kind of just j- jumped to another scene. I mean, she was traumatized, but then it jumped to a scene. They were like, oh, Rue yeah. Rue owes like $10,000 to some crazy lady. Like, yeah. What I mean, talk maybe- about that. That was all just a setup for next season, and we'll get into that hopefully. I hope they won't just skim over that because then that'll be just like, well, why did you do that? That then it would be like, yeah, for shock value. Like there was right. no point to that. And the actor who plays Ashtray just did an interview, and he was just like, technically, we don't know if Ashtray's dead. They just had a shot happen in the background. He said he could still be alive. I thought and he got shot in the head. Girl, but you're dead. He also got shot in the head, didn't he? They didn't show it. They showed the the um. the thing go up to his head and then you just hear a shot and then Fez turned away but they didn't show if they like shot him or they injured him or just put him down and the actor came forward he was like it was not discussed if I'm actually dead they just knew that they originally were going to kill Fez. I don't want him to be alive like I like you you're written off they need they need stakes and I do agree I like like I mean he talked he was the cheapest one to pay because the actor didn't talk so was very it had a lot of weight he was it. a really good actor he was mm-hmm. and you yeah. can catch him coming up on the umbrella academy next season playing an undisclosed role so he's going to be working so it's good to see javon walton working um this has been an amazing episode guys it has been so good yes. with you guys please guys out there if you have any questions about hot topics or anything you want us to discuss further, you can reach us on prideaseries at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram at prideaseries. We are happy to talk to all of you guys. You can find me at I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram. And I'm not going to use Facebook because you, y'all know why. There's an issue going on. Fuck off on that. Then take your money and donate it to an LGBTQ uh, charity going on right now because the kids really need your help to keep the LGBTQ alive. The kids are not all right. (laughs) 
You can find me, Adam Andrew Rios, at Boxwine Poppy with a zero mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is not safe for work. So, you know, do with that information what you want. It is not safe. And you can find me, Ashley Aaron M, on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, who cares about Facebook? Yeah, don't, don't make me do the raspberry again. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Braden Bradley. And also for all of the kids that are not all right out there, remember that the Trevor Project is here to support you. So if you have any issues or problems or just want to chat with someone that will listen, feel free to reach out to them. There's a 24-7 hotline um, that you can call and talk to. And you can, there's also 24-7 hour, um, 24 hours, 24 hours chat that you can chat with too so there's someone out there that will listen for sure beautiful well thanks guys thank you guys and we'll see you next week all right